Hello, welcome to Ashes Daily, uh, day two in Hobart is where our attention is today. I'm Tony Kerr and Adam Bayfield is on the other end of the line. Hey Adam. Yeah, hi Tony. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just at home today actually. It's, I'm not in the phone box or anything. Uh, you're the one who's in a slightly, yeah, unusual position. Just stuck down, sat, I'm sat in the car outside the flat, but I've already had two people in the, in the yeah, so midst of trust set this call up. Uh, whatever that took, like 60 seconds, two people have stopped and like one knocked on the window and one waved furiously. So um, yeah, this is less subtle than I thought it was going to be, but there we go. Do you think they think that Emily's kicked you out and you're living in your car? <laughs> yeah, now? well, possibly, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm in pyjamas. <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got a bacon sandwich here next to me. Yeah, so it's entirely possible. In the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cricket then, it's been... Uh, it's been a fairly entertaining day. Yeah, woke up nice and early to see uh, yeah, to see Nathan Lyon cranking some sixes, and then uh, and then England kind of stuttering their way through their innings. Yeah, the game's moved on a pace. Australia added added a few useful late order runs, as has been their kind of want this series, hasn't it? To finish three hundred and three, in came England to uh, to to follow that. And Rory Burns didn't last very long, did he? he got run out for a duck, so his uh, his Test match. Um, already less enjoyable than he would have hoped. Um, and then really, yeah, England, lots of starts, but not much to write home about. Um, bowled out for 188 in the end. Um, 18 for Crawley, 25 for Milan, 34 for Root, 14 for Pope, 29 for Billings on debut, um, 36 for Woke. So they yeah, managed to rally a little bit towards the end. Um, but then, yeah, enjoyed, enjoyed the conditions um, with Australia um, playing out 19 overs, closing the day 37 for three to lead by 152. Broad got Warner, cracking catch from Pope. Um, Wood got rid of Kawaja uh, and Wokes did for Lavashane. So, yeah, um, I mean, I said yesterday, Adam, that I thought Australia had already got too many. Yeah, given they've taken a, about 120 run lead into the second innings, um, have they got too much on the board already or is 37-3 something that's going to get you up in the morning thinking England might have a chance of um, making this competitive? Yeah, it's, uh, well, yes. The short answer to your question is yes, I think they have got too many. <laughs> so we can probably just wrap it up there. Um, but no, I mean, certainly it's been an eventful day, a very eventful day. Um, and I was thinking, you know, yesterday felt like quite an eventful day and England have taken one more wicket today than they took yesterday and in between have been bowled out themselves. So, yeah, a lot, a lot happened today. It was kind of fast-forward cricket, really. Um, but, yes, those three late wickets um, have kept them in the game just enough that, you know, I don't think we can categorically say it's over. But, obviously, it is another disappointing batting effort. And it's just, it, it's a familiar story, really, Tone, isn't it, all through this series. I, what, what else is there to say at this point, I suppose? But it, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I kind of knew this would happen, but it's like mm. it's it's like it's yet another kick in the stomach, isn't it? That like just when you know after that draw, you know they 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 managed to dig in and get the draw in the last game, and then a good start yesterday, which you know at least at the beginning of of yesterday. So I, I wouldn't exactly describe it as hope or optimism, but just some sort of better feeling than we'd had in the first three tests. But then you know, Australia today just kind of put their finger and thumb on that candle and snuffed it out. I mean, it's not, it isn't over, 
if this was just if, if this was test was completely happening in a vacuum you'd say australia are on top but england are still in the game and if they go out tomorrow and you know and manage to to wrap up the innings quickly if they can if they they're, they're into the into the order now and if they can take a few early wickets and put australia under pressure they could yet only be chasing 200 220 and that shouldn't be impossible but just from the evidence of the series so far, you would say, you know, that's definitely not going to happen. Even if they are only chasing 200 or 220, they're not going to get those, are they? Yeah, that feels like it would be a stretch. I, I, yeah, having really enjoyed, obviously, the, sort of the back end of that last Test match and, and to a certain extent enjoyed day one at Hobart as well with the sort of novelty of, of an Ashes Test there and um, kind of lots of action to get stuck into. I sort of rapidly went off cricket again when... Uh, Watching England bat this morning, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just all too sort of predictable and familiar at the moment. Uh, having sort of, yeah, I mean, Pat Cummins is a class act. England can't really put an innings together at the moment. That's sort of that's the, the top lines, really, isn't it? Again, um, I mean, there, there are a couple of bits to enjoy. Uh, I mean, Sam Billings on debut looked looked confident before he hooked uh, Cameron Green straight to Scott Boland. Um, but then he did look really neat with the gloves. He, he was um, taking some very swish uh, kind of catches down the leg side. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's been an enjoyable part of today, probably, for me, or the most enjoyable part. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that I've liked about Billings in this game is that he looks up for it, you know, and you could, you could there's a way of, uh, like, he could have in, um, felt that he'd been kind of thrust into a slightly horrible situation where, you know, he'd just been... 30 minutes away from getting on a flight home and then he was suddenly like told no you're staying and and then he had to drive for 10 hours or whatever it was and then kind of has to come into a team that are 3-0 down and absolutely like on their knees and the series is gone and it's a dead rubber on in difficult conditions in Hobart and asked to to go out there and it could be his one and only test opportunity so some people might find that horrible or you know, and and the, find the pressure of that really difficult to deal with. But Billings looks like he's having the time of his life. So yeah, uh, so that, that I really like that about him. But obviously, that only takes you so far. Like I'm sure there's lots of people. There's lots of people listening to this <laughs> who would probably be having the time of their life if they were suddenly thrust into a test match. But that doesn't mean that you know that that, that alone is not enough, is it? You know, so whether he get he does get further opportunities after this, I, opportunities after this, I don't know. Possibly depends or to some extent depends on how he goes in the second innings. But I, yeah, it, it, if we're looking for kind of uh, small rays of sunshine today, um, he would be one. But all told, I mean, it's another innings, top score 36 by Chris Wokes. It's just a pretty miserable looking scorecard again. And it's, just, yeah, so having said, you know, England are not going to chase any kind of substantial target in the second innings, are they? And they're, they're also not going to score first innings runs. It's, you know, they still haven't made 300 in this series. I think we've established now that these batsmen are not capable of scoring 300 in Australia. We, we now know that. And it, I mean, in this game, obviously, particularly, but also all through the series, it is a combination of factors, you know, tough conditions, it's certainly here under lights and a bit of cloud cover and so on. But all through the series, they've been playing on pretty sporting wickets, sort of a bit more that had a bit more in them than you'd normally expect in Australia. So a combination of that and obviously some very, very good bowlers 
but also just that they're not very good. So you put all that together and it is a recipe for disaster. And so it's proved. And, you know, I, I still, every morning I wake up when England, are, when I know England are batting or likely to be batting and I have that feeling of optimism. And every single time I look at my phone and go, oh. Well, that's the thing as well, isn't it? You know, how many of those batsmen got starts today? And you, you sort of think, oh, here we go. You know, they're looking in the game. And then just sort of find a way to get out, or they're got out um, by by some good bowling, um, or they just fall into the same trap that they've fallen to, you know, all through the series. Uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of it's just slightly agonising, um, agonising watching. I mean, I suppose there's still potentially an exciting denouement to look forward to here. Um, but as things stand, you would say England are likely to lose heavily here on the basis that you were slightly worried that kind of the fact that England had, um, uh, had sort of fought back a little bit in the last test and, you know, may, may, you know, maybe with a good showing here that the sort of seriousness of the situation with English cricket might have been um, under or sort of downplayed somewhat. Presumably that's not the case now. You'd say that actually if it finishes on a bit of a bum note, then, um, then you know, big changes are afoot. Yeah, so I, I mean, actually, I'm delighted. You're quite happy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely chuffed with how it's gone today. <laughs> it is interesting because there was definitely, certainly on Twitter, and that is, you know, the ultimate barometer of how the world is feeling. Um, yeah, off the back of the last test and sort of in the, in the intervening days, the sort of articles about, about how bad English cricket is set up and, and who's to blame and, and, and why the batsmen are struggling so much slightly sort of, start, sort of disappeared slightly but they're back with a vengeance today like my whole twitter feed was just full of people yeah kind of going back yeah reaching for the sword again and uh and sort of slaying so yeah tom harrison was all over my twitter feed yesterday because he's he's kind of come out and said like yeah you know it's interesting we need to yeah we probably need to think about how we organize red bull cricket in england it's like <laughs> oh um isn't that literally your job and has been for seven years I'm sure we'll go into an in-depth selection analysis and, uh, and reaction in the uh, yeah in the kind of the, the series review. But um, one sort of footnote from today is Stuart Broad becoming England's um, highest Ashes wicket taker, overtaking both of them. He's got four wickets in the um, in the match so far. I mean, I, I certainly I wouldn't have written off Broad, but I've probably come quite close to it in my mind. Um, do you think? Actually, he's shown again that he should have been um, more of a central figure kind of from the outset here on the tour. Yeah, he has been impressive. And yeah, we, we, we both, I think, were a little bit sniffy about Broad. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he hadn't had a great year before this. He didn't have a great game in Adelaide, to be fair. But, but these last two, um, he has come, come back and looked more like his old self. And actually, the two games that he missed out on are probably the, the, the two pitches he would have enjoyed the most, you know, along with this one. You know, the, 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 the games he played in Adelaide and Sydney, those were, you know, more difficult pitches uh, for him. So, um, so yeah, it is, it is really impressive. He's averaging 27 with the boys taking 11 wickets in the three games. Um, so, yeah, well, actually just looking at this, Mark Wood is England's leading wicket taker across the series. We'll perhaps talk more about Wood, um, uh, you know, at some point but um but yeah no only, it, it has been kind of well partly because they've they've chopped and changed the selection but it has been kind of spread around for it even though the bowling has you know i think everyone would agree uh, while not brilliant has been better than the batting um there is no kind of individual that stands out there 
and look sorry i'm just looking at i've got the england series averages open i think again we'll talk more about this but i think this is something that you you were kind of the first to spot saying but i think we can categorically say now that joe root is having a bad series is that you know again <laughs> today got set and got out but he, I mean, by comparison with everyone else, he looks like he's doing okay because he's, you know, he is the leading run scorer by some distance for England, but he's averaging 34 across the series. This is his 14th test in Australia and still no century. And, you know, that is a big kind of black mark on the CV, isn't it? I mean, he's got an opportunity to go out and score a match-winning century in the second innings here, but, you know, that feels unlikely. Um, and, you know, we would... We've talked in the past about you know Coley's not you know Coley not scored runs in England and that you know can you call him one of the all-time greats if he hasn't done that and you know the the, the same accusation now I think really can be levelled at root. Yeah, I mean absolutely. I, no one would like to see him score a, a match-winning century more than me in this uh, you know in the final links here, but maybe I, himself. Yeah, it, it's just a shame. Well, maybe yeah, possibly maybe his friends and family. Yeah, and the in his teammates. <laughs> England coaching staff. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it's just a bit. Of, it's just. It's just a shame, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. Whether it's he's sort of overburdened by the, um, you know, by the captaincy or by the, the way the tour's gone or whatever. Um, you know, he's just in a bit of a rut suddenly. Um, but it is a shame because, yeah, obviously these the opportunities to score big runs in Australia don't come around. Mm. The opportunities to score. To make your you know, mark in Australia, obviously, for an English batsman, don't come around that often. And, yeah, we just love to have seen him knock a couple of big tons, um, you know, sort of Vaughan-esque from, from you know, back, in, say back in the day now, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. It's just a bit flat. And, you know, you think, had he actually scored, had he managed to put, I don't know, two or three centuries on the board, and, okay, that's asking an awful lot, possibly the series would have been quite different because... Um, because England's bowlers have been in it, so I'm not saying he's let England down, but um, if that's what it sounds like. But it's just it's just a shame. It's just a missed opportunity, I suppose. Um, well, should we leave it there for now? We'll reconvene tomorrow when yeah, when England might have rolled over Australia and, and Reed might have banged a quick turn, and we can reverse all of the things we've said today. Um, cheers, Adam. Thanks, Tone. Has anyone else uh, has anyone else come to knock on your window? No, it's gone quiet. It's all gone very quiet, worryingly quiet. But you'd better uh, b- better settle in for the night, I guess. Put the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put the seat back, and then well, just make myself tip. comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'll uh, we'll chat again at this time tomorrow. Bye, Tone. Talk to you then. See you, mate.